This is the WMSC interview of Kill Code singer Tom Morrissey by Nick Perkel. You appeared at the uh, CMJ event a couple months ago at Webster Hall with Jeff Tate. Yeah. Um, what types of other profi- high-profile gigs have you performed at in the last few months? Um, well, high-profile gigs, depending on what you, you know, what you consider high-profile gigs, we just not too long ago headlined our first uh, show at Irving Plaza, which is a pretty uh, uh, sweet venue in the city, in New York City here, and uh, we're really proud to do that. Not a lot of outside bands, or bands that are uh, self-financed and run themselves, you know, are able to do that opportunity. Um, and that's the same with a few other different clubs in the city. We've uh, headlined uh, and sold out Bowery Ballroom and uh, Gramercy Theater, which, which are great rooms, Highline Ballroom. Um, a lot of the cool, you know, that, so when I say high-profile gigs, I guess I mean something sharing the stage with someone as great as Jeff Tate. Not too many of those yet, but we hope in the future there'll be some more. <laughs> when it comes to songwriting, is there ever a telltale sign that your lyrics or melody that you composed were done well, either through something you notice yourself or from communicating with other band members? Um, both. I mean, both. Um, you know, I, I write most of the lyrics and melody, a little bit of music, uh, and the guys sometimes contribute some melodies and lyrics as well. Um, but it's just something you feel in your gut, at least for me. I usually know, at least so far I've been living up that I can tell, you know, within the first five minutes of say a melody or guitar part, if it's something that's going to uh, be something that I think is great. And, you know, and then when it becomes something that, if it comes to something like how much mass, mass appeal it has, you know, you can just feel that right away. If it's like, boom, like, you know, something you think anybody can... When an idea comes to you, what is your favorite method to preserve that idea so it is not lost by the time you get around to using it? Um, running around being a musician and artist, sometimes that's just a little difficult. Um, it's a lot easier, though, at the same time now with you know cell phones and stuff like that. But it could be, it could be anything from writing it down on a napkin um, to calling myself on the phone, getting it down, or, or picking up a phone on my cell phone now or a recorder in the past and just, you know, just trying to get the idea down right away. Um, it is tough sometimes because sometimes you can have a great idea, and if you don't have some type of way to get it down really quick, you can't escape you. And then when those moments happen, you want to kick yourself in the head. Okay, being a, a New York metal band, yeah. what would you say are the greatest things available to you versus um, what are the? Well, well we're, I, I would consider ourselves more of a rock band with metal influences. We definitely, you know, I love metal, and we definitely have a, a big, big part of our sound. But um, I would say, you know. We just straight ahead, just trying to not trying to reinvent the wheel, but keep it interesting. Um, we all come from different influences musically, and we try to inject um, a little bit of what we do, each of us do, into the songs. And I think that comes across, and that's what kind of makes us separate from everybody else, uh, or it makes us a little different, I think, because uh, um, everything, the things that we all bring to the table, they're similar, but they're all they're yet different at the same time. What are the biggest difficulties for you as a as a band? Um, the biggest difficulties, I think, are the same for any band or any artist, um, you know, especially if you're doing it yourself, which, like, we are still at the time, at the moment. Um, uh, just, you know, keeping keeping your head up and making sure that you're doing it, at least for me, make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons, and that's for the music, and, and uh, you know, not getting caught up too much about, you know, what you're, what, you know, who's going to back you and how, how much money you're going to make and that. But, you know, at the same time, you need that money to keep it going and to, uh, you know, to do what we do, if we do it ourselves, you have to have cash. So you know, having the finances is always a problem. But, uh, you know, nothing different than any other musician or artist, I think. Do you feel that the New York rock scene and the New York metal scene are two different entities? And how do these bands reconcile with one another? Um, there are defi- I mean, there's definitely different little pockets. Uh, some people like to use the word scene. I'm not crazy about that word, but... Um, you know, there's a we did a lot of uh, a lot of bands share each other that happen to be rock. Um, I mean, share each other members. Uh, some play in a rock band and other band metal bands. I, 
think that there's a lot of camaraderie. I can't speak uh, prior to this band, uh, but in the last you know four or five years that I've been um, part of this band, I can say definitely I, I see everybody getting along pretty well and, and you know supporting each other's shows and it seems to be uh, going getting better on that end too, which I like. What types of life experiences have you found most profitable for composing new lyrics and music? Well, I write two ways. Sometimes I write like, uh, you know, this pure fiction, this a story that has nothing to do with me. Uh, other times it is personal. Um, and when it comes to what kind of stories or what, what, what are those, what are the stories, um, I kind of like to let the song tell that. And um, it's, it's nothing any different than anybody else. It's, you know, the ups, the downs, you know. The hang, the hangover. <laughs> um, you know, just any anything that any any small thing in your life can actually be being a big story, and vice versa. Yeah. Back in 2009, you had Guns N' Roses drummer Frank Ferrar yep. fill in for your drummer in Brooklyn at the yeah. Trash Bar. Yeah. How did your band make the acquaintance of Frank, and do you ever make contact with him still? Um, well, that was a fun gig, and uh, that happened because our drummer actually uh, hurt his arm and couldn't do the show, and we had it booked already. And um, we uh, we hate to cancel gigs. And Frank happened to be a friend of um, our guitar player uh, Pat Harrington. And Pat's part of the, uh, Frank has been part of the New York rock scene forever. He's a great guy, great drummer. Um, and Pat was in a band called Slunt prior to Kill Code. And knew Frank and gave him a call. And Frank came down to a couple rehearsals and uh, did the show. And it was a great time. He's a great guy and great drummer. <laughs> wow, cool. Now. A couple months back, you released a music video for Breaking Away. Right. How much creative control do you have with your music videos? Um, well, we haven't. That was actually our first experience, what I would call like a you know proper music video, um, and that was done through a song that uh, a film or documentary rather that was out last year called Breast um, used one of our songs for the soundtrack and asked us if they wanted to do a video to go along with it. Um, we actually, the video you're referring to is Breaking Away, and it's uh, the acoustic version that we did actually live while filming the video. Um, it's an acoustic version of the song that was including on the soundtrack for that movie. And uh, the uh, director, David um, Soljewski, was a great guy and pretty much just said plug and play, and we just kind of went along and came up with the concept as we as we filmed it. It was a pretty uh, cool experience. Uh, so can't say I have too much experience other than that, but that's how that went. I guess finishing things off, if, um, let's say, insert musician or band never existed, I would have a completely different view of music. Help me finish that. Uh, if I had to pick one, I would have to say Elvis. Tell me what significance they have for you as a fan. Uh, for me as a fan, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily even the music, the song. Or the or the story of Elvis, or whatever. It's just I just think that he was one of the first artists. This is me speaking personally. And then you asked for one, so I you know I quickly asked to come to the top of my head. There's obviously a lot more and, and some more band oriented types, but I would say Elvis because he was just he really just kind of knocked the doors open and you know got people moving and grooving and and he was an actual star and you know an actual person that you know created created a that rock and roll vibe that I think uh, you know from then and since then has just you know snowballed into everything from you know, to rock and roll the way as we know it now, to metal, to whatever, you know. Excellent. Thank you very much, Tom. Not a problem. This has been the WMSC interview of Kill Code by Nick Fraquel.